I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Unfuck Nation. My name is Gary John Bishop. I'm the New York Times bestselling author of Unfuck Yourself and a host of other books like Stop Doing That Shit, Do the Work. And there's a new book coming out in October 2020 called Wise as Fuck Simple Truths to Guide You Through the Shitstorms of Life. You can imagine what the kind of days and weeks are like for me when I'm trying to come up with a title for a new book. It's always got to be authentically my voice. As usual, you guys, there will be cursing on this show. So if you're in a situation where your children are there, uh, you might not give a fuck about that. But some people do, right? They don't like cursing in front of their children. A lot more people do that, actually, than will admit to it. But still, nonetheless, if you want to, I don't know, put little earmuffs on them or something or or put me on pause until you've got your situation sorted out. Whatever you got to do, handle your shit. All right. So um, I wanted to start off this episode of Unfuck Nation with a little insight into the kind of approach that I take. Because many people have asked me, is this psychology or, you know, any one of a number of different kind of psychological branches? And my answer is always the same. No, I don't do psychology. I'll leave that up to the very well-qualified psychologists of the world. And there are plenty of them. So if you want one of those, go fucking get one. But what I do is grounded in philosophy, namely phenomenology, ontology, and which, you know, is all, I guess, under the umbrella of existentialism. But if you're someone who, you know, you have other belief systems, if you're somebody who, you know, you're very religious, you're very spiritual, I think you'll find that just about everything that I say can coexist very well with some of your core beliefs as a human being, okay? So don't get your fucking knickers in a twist. And if you get your knickers in a twist about cursing, shit, you should really listen to this show because we got to get your knickers untwisted. And then, again, a critical component of being part of the Unfuck Nation is not only just being a listener, but being a participant. You are a participant to me. Okay, so when you're listening, you got to get some, some skin in the game, right? And the way to add some juice to your participation is to listen from the perspective of your own life and what you are currently dealing with. Um, as you already know, uh, I, we don't do gas here. I might have the occasional gas, but I haven't really made my mind up about that yet. We might invite a guest or two in, but I would only invite a guest in here if I thought it was going to make a difference for you. Um, so this is a very different format 
this show, this podcast is entirely about you and your life and what you're dealing with and what you're struggling with. It's also, I, th- I would say, relatively important for you to understand I don't do advice. I do insight. Advice tells you what to do. If I ever am going to give you advice, I'll tell you this is advice. You should also realize, though, that whenever somebody gives you advice, and the moment that you take that advice, it's now yours. It's no longer advice. It's now your view. You're accepting it as your own. All too often, I hear people say, well, give me advice, and you tell them what to do, and then they fuck it up, and then they blame you. Right? No. Someone might give you advice. It's your responsibility to ensure that any advice you take, you're now owning it. You're now going to own it as your own particular stance in life. So in a moment here, I'm going to get to some questions from people who follow me online. But if you want to submit a question to the show, you can reach us at connect at garyjohnbishop.com. But you can also call us. Yeah, we're that fucking cool. We have our own phone number. And our number is 646-450-3203. 646-450-3203. Unfortunately, you'll have to write that down like we used to do in the old days. You know, I can't fucking text you or something. And maybe one of these days I will get to text in on the show. Maybe you could text the show live or something at some point. Uh, Maybe we'll get around to doing that. But again, the point here is that this show is about you, your life, what you're dealing with, and how to empower you. Um, I'm going to introduce you to someone right now, Um, someone who has been a pivotal piece in the putting together of Unfuck Nation. His name is Mr. Stephen Miller. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. And Stephen is the show's producer, you guys. So you'll hear he's very eloquent. He doesn't curse too much. So sometimes I feel as if I've got to add a few extra curse words in just to fill in for his lack of the use of colorful language. I was going to say, you'll hear me pipe up from time to time, but I'm here to help out and feed you some questions. So, All right. Yeah, exactly. So Stephen uh, has harvested some questions from some of my online followers. And again, you guys, if you want to follow me online, Instagram and Twitter, at Gary John Bishop. Facebook, one and seven billion. And you can find me there daily. And if you want to sign up for my weekly insights and little snap insights, also sign up to the mailing list at GaryJohnBishop.com. All right, Stephen, so fill me in. What's the first question you've got? Oh, I will add this, by the way. The questions that Stephen's about to ask me, I don't know what they are. Right? He's picked them. So, you know, he might be asking me some random stuff about fucking people's dogs or something. I don't know. But I do want you to know that's one of the things that I'm really committed to is that this is a very organic process and it's very real. So what's the first question and who's it from, Stephen? So our first question is coming from M from Facebook. M asks, especially right now, while it kind of seems like things are falling apart and things are falling to the wayside, why should we bother trying? Ooh, that's so much fucking juice in that, right? I think that's the classic example of that we determine ourselves by our situation. So, I mean, there's so much going on right now and in the news and, you know, in, our, and, and very, in a very real way in our lives. Many people have lost their jobs. Many people have suffered health setbacks. 
there's many people who are very anti how this thing is getting handled, especially here in the United States, right? There's the maskers and the anti-maskers and the la-la-la-la fucking la-la-las, right? Which is all just part of the noise, right? It's just a noise. But I really feel as if one of the things that's getting exposed is our illusion, right? And we all live with this fucking illusion. We actually buy into the idea that we should have this illusion. What illusion? The illusion that things are certain, that our government is certain, that our job is certain, that our home is certain. And the reality is, you know, we're just a fucking hair's breadth away from catastrophe at all times, which maybe even me giving you that news has just made you worse. Well, let me pull you back to sanity. What I need you to realize is, you're equipped for this. It doesn't seem like you are, but you are. You're fully equipped. You've always been dancing in the uncertainty. And part of what fucks us up is when we try and make the uncertain certain. When we try and make things the way they were. Right? So an awful lot of people right now are dealing with some of the fallout of this situation. But in the back of their mind, they're scrambling to make it look like and feel like the way that it used to. And the reality is, it doesn't. It doesn't look like the way it used to. It doesn't feel like the way it used to. It doesn't sound. It doesn't smell. It's fucking different, right? And so your job in this time is to dance in that difference, is to kind of put yourself out there and start to handle life from that perspective. Believe it or not, right now, there are a ton, and I mean a fucking ton, of new opportunities presenting themselves. So rather than struggle with having things go back to the way they were, you got to kind of get your nose out there and start to get interested in what's different and what you can take advantage of and what you can step into. And I would add one last little caveat to all of that. I love caveat. It's such a fucking great word. It sounds a little like caviar. I guess it sounds exotic. But an important part of all of this is from time to time, you got to give yourself a break. You got to kind of self-nurture a little. So if that means you watch a little bit of Netflix or buy yourself a bar of fucking candy or go have a sauna or go get a massage or go for a run or play your favorite instrument or go have sex with somebody that approves of that process with you, whatever your thing is, you got to indulge yourself with a little bit of self-care and maybe treat yourself from time to time. This could be a stressful time if you let it. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the fucking graveyard right now who would give their left testicle or leg or breast or whatever you want to fuck. I'm trying to like degenderize this thing here. But anyway, who would give the left something to get your opportunity. You know, you get your eyes awakened or you get awakened to, you know, some of the great things that actually do exist in your life. Now, one of my favorite little quotes that I like to give people is, the things that you used to dream of, you actually now have. And it takes a little breath uh, in your lungs every now and again to remind yourself that, yeah, that's right, I do. I have many of the things that I once dreamed of. All right, Stephen, what else you got? So our next question is coming in from Greg. Greg asks, how can I get to that point where I can stop myself when it comes to worry? You know, we've all read those fucking memes, right? So... Worry is essentially some concern for the future. So the minute you're worrying, I think you need to realize you're not present. You're checked out. 
get in your head. Okay? So the minute you experience worry, you're not present to what's in front of your face. So you might be sitting in Starbucks, you know, of course, appropriately socially distanced, but you're sitting in Starbucks right now in between flipping your mask up and sipping on your latte. You might be worried about paying your, your electric bill, which is due next Thursday. Now, that's not to say, well, I should just put it off till next Thursday. No, you should actually realize where you're at, be empowered with where you're at, and that you got between now and next Thursday to get your shit together and pay your fucking electric bill, right? Which sometimes includes, by the way, calling the electric company and letting them know the situation you're in. But nonetheless, in any situation where you find yourself worried, it's really important that you start to take responsibility for displacing yourself from the present, okay? Because, you know, like I said, you're, you're definitely located somewhere in the future. Now, to the most important part of that question, which is the part where you said, stop yourself from worrying. That's not something I recommend anybody doing. And in fact, I see a lot of it in the self-help circles about controlling your emotions. You want to really fucking listen to yourself when you're saying that shit. Control your emotions. You're not a fucking robot, okay? You're a physiological mechanism with certain neurological triggers that just go off. You can be responsible for your emotions, but I would steer you away from controlling them. Um, I find that the more you try and control something, the more it resists you and the more it stays in place, actually. Those of you that are parents to teenagers will testify to that fucking statement. What I find works really great with me and with a lot of people that I've coached is to allow yourself the space to worry, but to put it in perspective against the kind of magnitude of your life. And I mean the magnitude, I mean the days and weeks and months and years and decades. Believe me, whatever you're dealing with right now, for the most part, it shrinks when you start to consider it in terms of the magnitude of your life, right? And those of you that are of a certain age, maybe at your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, you'll look back at some of the shit that you used to get your knickers in a twist about when you were 20, and you're shaking your head at it now like it was fucking nothing. Why did I put myself through that? Try on the idea that that's what you're doing right now. You're putting yourself through something that ultimately in the context of your life is completely fucking meaningless. All right, Stephen, what else we got? So Gary, there's actually an interesting thing that you said there. I want to follow up with you on for a sec. What would your advice be for somebody who is trying to not knock down all of those emotions, but needs to find a way to hold themselves accountable? Most people, if you ask them, are they responsible and accountable for their life? They'll say yes. They'll say, yeah, I'm responsible for my life. My experience says that the actual number of people who are responsible for their life aren't. And I'm including, by the way, even some of the fucking self-help gurus out there that talk about personal responsibility when really, I mean, I mean, if I just took apart some of the things that they said, you would see they completely lack integrity in certain very specific areas of the life. What I mean by integrity, I just mean like the wholeness of what they're saying. Right? So if I say, I am somebody who's responsible, you'll see there's holes in it. So responsibility should never be confused with blame or fault or guilt. And I think that's one of the reasons why we avoid that, that word a lot, responsibility, because 
we've spent our lives, like when something happens, our head fucking starts spinning on our shoulders, trying to see who's to blame, right? And more importantly, making sure that I'm not to fucking blame, right? That's not responsibility. One of the little examples that I've used in, in one of my books, I can't remember which fucking book now, but in one of my books, I talked about, you don't drive your car like you're to blame, right? You drive your car like you're responsible for it, right? The way you use the accelerator and the brake and the way you operate the windows and the air condition and putting gas in it. That's all just taking ownership of the mechanism that you're in charge of there. Some people are more responsible about their driving than others. And their fucking driving record shows that, right? So being responsible ultimately comes down to ownership. Now, I'm going to ask everyone listening right now to be responsible for something that you typically wouldn't be responsible for. And that is your emotional state. I'm asking you to take ownership of your emotional state. See, in this society, we're trying to convince other people to be responsible for their emotional state. Please don't do that. I get upset when you do that. Please don't say that. That makes me blah, 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 right? Which is okay. I don't have a problem with people saying that per se. But it does point to a certain lack of development on the part. You have to develop yourself to be masterful with your own triggers, including your emotional triggers. So you got to develop yourself to be someone who has a say when you're anxious or worried. You have to develop yourself as someone who has a say when you're depressed or angry or frustrated, or you're running the fucking tunnel of the blame game, right? You're going through that thing at hundred miles an hour and picking fucking targets from left, right, and center as to who's to blame for the way that you are. How do I get responsible for that? How do I take responsibility for my emotional state? I acknowledge it. I get, I'm the one that's triggered right now, or I'm the one that's hooked right now. And as I've said many times, I give myself the space to have that. But then I also ask myself right now in this moment, not like some work in progress, which is a phrase I'm not particularly fond of, by the way, work in progress, because it always kind of throws whatever you're up to into the future. But you actually take responsibility for yourself right in this moment of time. Given I experience myself as worried or anxious or angry. What's another way that I could be right now? What could I take on? They're hoping that that'll cause a change in how they feel. It won't. You don't change how you feel. You change how you respond. That is, you change what you do in those circumstances when compared to what you typically do. And when you change what you do in those circumstances, if you follow those actions, if you follow that pattern of actions, you will notice, unsurprisingly to me anyway, that you do shift how you feel. But it's all about acknowledging, interrupting, and stepping out there into something new. And, you know, if you get it right, great. If you don't, forgive yourself and move on. It's not about being perfect. It's about being someone who's fucking relentless. So, Gary, I think we're going to take a quick second to uh, throw it over to our show sponsors. But if you'll stay with us, we're going to get back in just a short minute with our big question of the day. Thank you. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We're going to get to our... Was it our meat on the bone fucking question? Is that what we're calling it? Oh, although that might be a problem for our vegans. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, we could just call it the big question of the week, but. Right. Our big, our big question that we, and, and basically what I'm talking about here is the kind of like question that somebody asks that there's, there's like a lot to it, of course, but more importantly, it's the kind of question that really illustrates a lot of what we're all dealing with as human beings. So, uh, Stephen, why don't you give it to us? What is our question of the week? What are we getting into? So, Gary, this one comes from our good friend V. And V asks, I've started creating boundaries for myself, and it feels good. It takes some of the pressure off to always serve others' needs. But I'm always getting a lot of pushback. Lost a couple of friends over it. I know to expect that. But how do you avoid losing everyone when you work on becoming the person you always wanted to be? Ooh, yeah, that's good shit right there. That really is. There's a lot of vegan meat on that vegan bone. Um, that's good stuff right there. I'm saying this because my wife's a fucking vegan, you know, like I'm not, but she is. So, all right. Well, there's so many good points in there. And, and it's a very common question. Uh, whenever people are out to make significant life change, they deal with this aspect, which is the people that are in their life one of the things that I would invite you, just before we kind of get too deep into it, V, I would take out the word boundaries, right? And I know a lot of people use that, and some of you might be outraged already. You can just shut the fuck up and listen for a second here while I explain myself, okay? Before you get off in some fucking tangent and veer your car off the road in a fit of rage. I'm not okay with a notion, or certainly the language of a boundary, right? The problem I have with a boundary is I know the idea is to keep people out, but in my view, it keeps you in. Okay? You only get to live within a certain realm of self-expression. There are things in life that you might view as acceptable and not acceptable. That's okay. I would take away the idea that that's a boundary, more like that's a fucking, that's like a flag in the ground for you, right? And that all you're doing to people is letting them know, like, that's where I stand on that. That's okay for me. That's not okay for me. The other side of that is it gives people the freedom to interact with you or not, given that flag that you've just plunked right in the fucking ground. Okay. So that's kind of more of my approach. My approach is more like this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And if you want to be around that, I'm here. And if you don't, I got it. That's a big fucking world out there. Okay. So that gets us to the second part of V's question or conundrum or whatever the fuck we're calling it. See, look, and my view is we are obsessed with admiration. We want to be admired. Not everybody's looking for a pedestal, but sometimes it's in little ways. We want to be admired for little things. Sometimes it's the way we dress, the way we look. Sometimes it's what we say or how we say it. 
Sometimes it's mannerisms and behavior. Sometimes it's a career. Sometimes it's for, you know, accomplishments. But in one way or another, we're all looking to get admired, right? And some of you might say, I don't give a fuck about being admired. Try on the idea that that's what you want to get admired for. All right. Not giving a fuck. So we're all in one way or another aiming for that. Because in a very real way, we are tribal. We want to belong to a specific group. We want to belong. And it's, it's okay wanting to belong. The problem is, from a relatively young age, we start turning ourselves inside out so that we do belong, so that we belong to this group or this kind of person. Right? We want to fit in in a group, no matter how big, no matter how small. We are very tribal. Right? Anybody who's into sports at all can tell you that. But even music, you know, it's always a fucking band, right? <laughs> We're very tribal. And even within bands, there are tribes, right? Speaking as a former musician, of course. So I'm setting it up here for you to start to understand. You've built your life, and this is everybody who's listening to Unfuck Nation right now. Every single person takes stock for a moment. Think of your life. And look at how you have meticulously put your tribe together. Here's the problem. Like I said earlier, you were turning yourself inside out to make this group come together. Have people like you. Have people approve of you. Many of you even have done and continue to do things that you don't even want to fucking do, but you do them anyway because you don't want to upset someone or some people in your particular tribe, whether it's at work, at home, with your friends, you act in a certain way that you think will have others approve of you. So, those of you that say, I don't give a fuck what other people think, try on this. That's the thing you want to get admired for, okay? But then you get to a certain point in your life and you're saying, well, I'm unhappy. Well, what you need to realize is, of course you're fucking unhappy. You've been turning yourself inside out for years to try and fit in. Of course. And whether you haven't realized this yet or not, all these years, you have been training people to relate to you in a certain way. And they do. So they relate to you as that person, even though you are no longer satisfied with that person. So then you reinvent yourself. You do some personal growth work. You start to take some strides. But what you don't realize is you, my little transformation hungry friend, are fucking with your tribe. You're fucking with them. It's not them fucking with you now. You're fucking with them and their reality. And their reality, you're a certain person. And suddenly you wake up like, oh, well, I'm done with that. Time for a reinvention. No, they're, they're struggling with that. They don't know how to react with that. They don't know how to take that on. An awful lot of self-help out there, which, again, a little bugbear of mine, basically tells you to go tell them to fuck themselves, that you're speaking your truth now, that you're self-expressed, that this is your authentic self. Yeah, but what about the fucking years where you weren't being that way? That's now their problem, right? No, it's yours. 
So whenever you reinvent yourself, you got to start from a place of authenticity, being real. Being real is not the same as speaking your mind. Many times in your life, you've spoken your mind and looked back upon it and thought twice about what you should have said. Okay? Like maybe you should have said that differently. So it's not about speaking your mind. It's about being yourself. It's about, it's about being bold about what you're dealing with. So for the people in your life, you got to start letting them know that I'm making changes and I'm making changes with myself. And I fully realize that as I'm making these changes, I might seem or appear different to you. I want you to know that I will be doing different things and I am going to take my life in a different direction. And I'd like you to be part of it, but I totally understand if you don't want to be part of it. What's the cool thing about all of this, V? The cool thing about all of this is in the process, you'll get yourself a new tribe being your fucking self and striving for what you actually want in your life. And in that process, like I said, there will be some people who will choose to leave. But it's your job to let them know that that choice will be theirs, right? That you're unabashed about who you are and that they can choose to leave. I wouldn't think twice about that if I were you. And the reason why I wouldn't think twice about that is because you have to get yourself fully invested in the future. And in that process, some people will change how they see you. You'll find that uncomfortable because, you know, you've spent a lifetime of manipulating yourself to please others. And I know a lot of you think you don't do that, but I'm telling you, everyone listening to this fucking podcast right now does that in their own special little way. So it really is about striking a blow for the future and being compassionate about the past. And for those that are choosing to head off in their direction, love them and leave them. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our show for this week. Um, Stephen, fucking great questions. Thank you for picking those questions out. Those are great. I was just going to say it was a blast. I'm looking forward to the next set of episodes. All right. It's going to be great. You're, you're going to hear Stephen's voice from time to time. I'm training him how to listen acutely to a Scottish accent. Like I said, intermingled with a little bit of Dolly Parton. So it's, it's both. You get Sean Connery and fucking Dolly Parton for the price of one. By the way, I will say this. They always find this funny. Scottish people get fucked up when your accent changes, right? They get, a, if I go back to Scott, they're all like fucked up about it. Like they're serious. They're like, what's going on with you? Like I'm losing my fucking mind or something. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm just softening my R's. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, the truth of it is if I spoke the way that I typically would spoken, speak in my hometown of Glasgow, I wouldn't have a podcast anywhere but Glasgow because it's the only place in the fucking world that could understand me. So um, Understand if not tolerate. Right, right. I think a lot of people are charmed by the idea of a Scottish accent and then horrified by the reality of trying to understand it. And I'm okay with it. I even call it Scottish now where it really it's Scottish or Scottish. So it's, uh, I've, yeah, I've definitely softened that a little. But uh, as usual, for Unfuck Nation, make sure um, if you want your question to be featured or your comment to be featured on the show or your insight to be featured on the show. And also, I want to add this. If you've had a victory with any one of the books, right, that you feel as if like a real fucking groundbreaking victory for you, drop me a line. Either call me and leave me your story or email me. And we might share that on the show to inspire other people. But the email address is connect at garyjohnbishop.com. You can call us. 
at uh, 646-450-3203, 646-450-3203. It's been my absolute pleasure and privilege to be of service to you this week. Have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.